I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the news du jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So did I give you enough to chew on over the weekend? I feel like Friday's episode was so intense and had so many layers and, you know, it really wrote itself. I shared that on our Instagram page, but that's really how I felt about it. There were just three stories that seamlessly just linked together and kind of a representative of this larger conversation we're having right now as a society about the ultra wealthy. But, you know, at the same time, the Titanic during that era, they were having the same conversation. So I thought it was completely fascinating. My husband and I ended up watching Titanic over the weekend. I was like, this is either a really good decision or a really bad one. And I definitely cried a lot. But um, anywho, I just wanted to say if you enjoyed last week's episodes, if you enjoyed If you enjoy having news du jour in your lineup as a way to consume the news, please consider taking 10 seconds out of your day. I swear, I think it will take less than 10 seconds. You just scroll down to wherever you're listening and go ahead and smash five stars for us. That would mean so much to us. And if you have more time, you know, like 30 seconds, maybe leave us a one sentence review about why you like the podcast. Seriously, it would mean the world to us. And the reason it helps, I know you hear this all the time, but basically if you leave us a positive review, the platform is going to recognize that you like our show and then pump it out and advertise it to people with similar demographics. So essentially by leaving us a rating and review, you're helping another woman who needs a calmer space to consume the news find us. So I really hope you guys will do that. It would mean the world. And without further ado, we will go ahead and jump into the news. So for our first mini story today, we have to discuss Roe versus Wade now officially being overturned for over a year. And what a year it has been. Prior to overturning Roe, polls were showing that the vast majority of Americans really had mixed feelings about abortion. As a country, we already believed that there were certain circumstances that warranted an abortion, and most people fell into that gray area. But today, we have come out even more to that conclusion, polls show. People are realizing that there are so many more medical circumstances that require abortion care than we ever realized. I mean, why would you know that unless you were in that scenario? And our medical professionals have been trying to say this all along. Lawsuits and state laws coming and going. It has been chaotic, to put it lightly. But as Americans are wrestling with the complicated subject of abortion, Women are suffering and they're losing their reproductive abilities as a result. Okay, guys, so over the weekend, a literal rebellion rose and was squashed 
by the Kremlin in Russia. Shit got real messy real quick, and even though it was resolved, it still points at a much more chaotic Russia than we have been privy to so far, so we definitely need to walk through these details. So starting about 10 a.m. on Friday, the head of this private military company, basically like a team of mercenaries, announced that they were marching towards Moscow. Why? Well, he was hired by Putin on behalf of Russia to fight the war in Ukraine. But he alleges that Putin had thousands of his men slaughtered and Russia basically responded by criticizing this guy and then beginning efforts to fortify the city of Moscow with tanks and military men. The mercenary group, which is called, by the way, Wagner Private Military Group, so we'll just call them Wagner, they took a small city first in southern Russia and then continued to make their way like up towards Moscow, and they took two more Russian towns on the way and then shot down some Russian aircraft along the way, basically just, you know, welcoming themselves right into the country. And then once they took a fourth town it was not looking good for Russia. I mean, imagine some group of mercenaries walking into the United States and just, you know, taking over Oklahoma City. They'd be stopped so quickly. That would never happen. That would never work. So it is very embarrassing that this paramilitary group was able to just walk into Russia and so easily take over four Russian towns. At this time, it really looked like they were literally just about to walk up to Putin's door and say, ding dong, asshole, you killed all our friends and we're here to kill you. And that pretty much brings us up to Saturday evening when unexpectedly a deal was brokered via Belarus. So remember how we have always talked about Belarus as being the one true Russian ally Well, it has a lot to do with the fact that Belarus also has a very corrupt leader who is not democratically elected. But anywho, they intervened when the Wagner group was about 125 miles outside of Moscow, hurtling towards it. So very close to this area. They just like made their way through Russia and were about to enter the city. So what was this deal, quote unquote? Well, no one knows the specific details of the deal that was brokered, but the Kremlin did agree to drop these charges of armed mutiny against the Wagner group, and that definitely seemed to calm things down. There are also rumors that certain Russian military and or political leaders may be forced to step down as a part of this deal that was brokered. But no matter the details, Belarus stepping in got things resolved and this rebellion was called off in the nick of time. After that, the leader of the Wagner group was seen leaving that first city that they had captured in an armored car. So they apparently decided that the deed was done and they were piecing out. And they pretty much successfully proved that they have power over the Russian government, which is pretty incredible and mind-blowing to think about. I think that even though in some ways Russia walked out of this unscathed, they really didn't because their image is definitely shattered. The illusion of this really powerful military 
is just very, very weakened from this because all of their troops are over in Ukraine. And and this was a military group that they had hired. They don't even have that many troops to speak of. The whole reason Russia needed to hire this militia group in the first place was because they don't have enough troops. So why don't they have enough troops? It comes down to two factors. Number one, their troops are dying or surrendering at incredibly high rates in Ukraine. So that's the first piece. But number two, they don't have the support of their people. In fact, if their people supported this war, that would mean men would be signing up to fight. But instead, they are fleeing by the millions out of Russia because they don't believe in Putin's cause. In fact, it's likely that most outright oppose this war. So as it drags on, stalls out, you know, trickles by, we have to wonder, where is it all headed? Who will Putin have left to fight for him if he's pissing off his militia groups that he's paying? Is it even possible for him to reach his end goal with the slim resources he has left? Or will someone take him out before he even has the chance? Next up for today, we are going to discuss Harry and Meghan having a PR problem that actually has nothing to do with the other royals. So it came out this week that Spotify will not be renewing its podcast contract with Meghan and Harry. And this is less than a year into their relationship. So what went wrong? Well, basically, the royal couple did not hold up their end of the bargain. As the Wall Street Journal put it, quote, the big ticket deals, $100 million at Netflix and more than $20 million at Spotify, have led to more cancellations and rejections than produced shows, end quote. So I don't know if you guys know this, but they had a podcast. I know I have some friends who listened, but their podcast just kind of faded off. And you know what? There's a lot of podcasts that do this. And, you know, some people just can't commit to it long term, but their podcast falls into that category. They wanted to produce a show on the subject of misinformation because they've been the subject of tabloid lies and exaggerations, but that project never came to fruition. They wanted to produce a children's show called Pearl for Netflix, but it was canceled, as were several other ideas that the couple brought to the table with Netflix. A second show that they produced with Netflix called Live to Lead failed to thrive. It didn't make it into the top Netflix charts. And now people familiar with these projects are saying that Netflix will likely not renew their deal with the couple either, according to the Wall Street Journal. Basically, Harry and Meghan are taking these very high paid deals, but the streaming platforms end up with little to nothing to show for them. There have also been a number of highly sought professionals who joined forces with the couple early on and are now parting ways with them, such as their head of marketing, their head of scripted content, and Oscar-winning film producer Ben Browning. They've proven difficult to work with, or at least Megan had, with editors at Spotify complaining that she would contact them last minute in the editing process and ask for all these changes, and then she would go over their heads to get things done if she got any pushback from them. 
it seems that the further they get from the actual source of their fame and power, which is the royal throne, the less they have to offer their viewers. Most of the intrigue came from the big breakup with Harry's family. You know, what really happened and why? And now that that story has been told exhaustively, it'll be interesting to see if they're able to lend themselves reliably to future projects on other subject matters or has their star power and influence run its course. And lastly for today, I just wanted to quickly touch on the heat wave. So I'm not sure if you guys knew this already or not, but I wanted to make sure you were aware that there has been a very serious heat wave going on in Texas for the past three weeks. And frankly, there's no end in sight. The forecast shows these temperatures continuing well into the summer. 40 million people are under a heat alert here in the U.S. And now thousands are being left baking in the triple digit temperatures without power. As of yesterday, approximately 9,238 customers were out of power in Texas, according to poweroutage.us. And every one of those customers can represent whole families, including babies and children and pets who are out of power due to the severe summer storms that blew through the area Friday night. My heart hurts for these families, and I pray that not only that their power comes back on, but that these extreme weather events will help us all stay committed to fighting the climate crisis. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, Heat is required to forge anything. Every great accomplishment is the story of a flaming heart. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugarfreemedia. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just sugarfreemedia, all one word, on TikTok. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh.